What's good, everyone? You're listening to On Our Level with Sam and David, talking all things casual drinking, gaming, media, and entertainment. Now, we're going to start off with our drinks as we go into every episode from now on. So, David, I'll let you take the floor and tell us what you're drinking this morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, and also, because it's the morning, I feel like I can't actually, you know, get started into the, into the heavy stuff just yet. Um, so, I'm actually having a scotch coffee. So I'm having a nice little uh, White and McKay blended Scotch whiskey with some coffee, nice strong coffee. What are you, uh, what are you drinking? Oh, bravo, sir! I <laughs> do love a Scotch coffee in the morning mm. on weekends, obviously weekends. Oh, um, yeah. I'm drinking <laughs> Bowmore Twelve Years whiskey. Um, I'll, I'll read a bit of the description. It's got a nice golden colour. Um, it's kind of light, smoky, and a bit of an ash smell. I'd say a hint of orange zest and quite floral. Mm. Uh, but I got it with three cubes of ice this morning. Sounds delicious. <laughs> a bit early, but um, we'll take it as it is, and I'll tell you what it's like. It is one of my favourites, so I'm sure it will be a positive review. Um, nice. I mean, first of all, I'm going to ask you the question: What consoles do you currently own, David? Oh, um, so I've got a couple. Um, I've got a PS4, um, an Xbox One X, and a Nintendo Switch, and also um, I've got a Oculus. Oculus Quest 1, the first one that came out, uh, the VR headset, and it's mental. Uh, it's probably my favourite thing to play on. Yeah, I've played it a couple of times, yours, and it was yeah. decent. Um, it is a completely different playing field in relation yeah. to playing games, so I do like it. Um, so it is awesome. I mean, I still own as much as many of my consoles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to go back and buy them all because I'm always jealous of the ones that you hold on to. <laughs> they, are, they are collecting dust, though. I mean, I... I yeah, as you said, I've still got all of my consoles that I've had throughout the years. I haven't sold one off yet, um, but they are kind of just, they're left in the corner just to collect dust. <laughs> it's just nice to come back to them, though, like every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with coming back onto PlayStation 2 and getting mm. Battlefield, Battlefield, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, mate, Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I own most of my consoles, but ones I still play generally are a Nintendo Switch and a recently purchased second-hand Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The reason I asked you is because I'd like to discuss the topic of next-gen gaming. We're about five, six months, I think, since the release of the Xbox Series X and S and yeah. PlayStation 5. Uh, I haven't felt too much excitement since the build-up. I mean, I think October and September, I was really excited reading some of the news, um, the updates about the consoles, what they were going to come with. Mm. I don't know about you, but I've, it's kind of petered out since. It is a shame because I, like you... I, I was massively hyped the next gen. I was scouring the internet being like, oh yeah, I'm absolutely going to get one. Um, mm. But it was just kind of like, I'm going to get one, but I don't know which one to get first. And now I'm here five, six months later with neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because it's so hard to get one. And yeah. I feel like scalpers have absolutely ruined it for everyone else. Like, mm. Let alone the fact that they're so expensive. But you just can't get one. So difficult yeah we'll we'll touch on that more later Mm -hmm. i I mean i don't think we're both the biggest fan of console wars as such but i I did some recent figures on sales of consoles for you i know you haven't seen them yet so no i I mean take a stab in the dark i mean you'll probably get it spot on first time but which one has probably sold the best in your eyes i want to say the ps5 just because i feel like that's the kind of it feels like it's more of a next-gen console it looks more impressive and yeah i feel like that should be the winner at the moment. 
Is that mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, it's, it's the figures I've got here: seven point eight million units sold as of the end of March. That's that's excluding wow. April sales as well. Yeah, um, and I'm sure this will go out first week of May. So the PlayStation Five is also currently outselling the PlayStation Four as it did in the first four months. This mm-hmm. is a pretty big deal. When the PlayStation Four, I think it went over to sell. I think I've got a figure of a hundred million units. Wow. Um, I think it was just behind the PlayStation Two, which was the big, the best-selling PlayStation. Um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like the pinnacle, wasn't it? It was good, yes, it was. really good. But the, the the only thing I would bear in mind on those figures is just a pinch of salt because I believe the PlayStation Four, when it was released, it was only I think Japan or Asia. It was released a few months later, so mm-hmm. those figures might be a bit skewed. Yeah, I think you're right there. But I mean the the. Xbox Series S and X, I mean, I'm a Microsoft boy. It's a bit of a pain. They haven't re- revealed the unit sales in particular. But I did find the report from, I think, analysis that came up with some estimates up to February 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sold 2.8 million next-gen Xboxes. That's both the Series S and the Series X uh, since the launch. Um, and just to compare that to the PlayStation 5s, they'd sold 4.2 to 4.5 by February. Um I mean, it is quite a big difference. Um, I know PlayStation has had the swing for the past year. I'd mm. say the Xbox One X was better than the PlayStation 4 Pro, but generally PlayStation have really got in, into touch with their their fan base. Uh, yeah, uh, I especially feel like that in terms of the games and like the service that have come with the PlayStation, mm. just because I feel like there have been more exclusives for PlayStation. Like the, one of the main reasons why... I got a PS4 was because I wanted to get into VR gaming. So I, when I got a PS4, I think it was like a month later, I got the uh, PSVR headset on a Black Friday deal. Mm. And that was incredible. Yeah, it's um, good. But yeah, they've just got so many more exclusives. And uh, I don't know about you, but now, especially now, the kind of games with gold service you get with Xbox... It's just rubbish compared to PlayStations. Like you get mm, proper mm. AAA titles on PlayStation. Mm. I think it was maybe it was last month. They had um, a very weird next-gen title, but that is a big thing as well. The fact that PlayStation they're giving away next-gen titles with their um, monthly service now, like the free games with gold equivalent thing. Mm. But um, yeah, I just feel like PlayStation they they've kind of smashed it out of the park really. Yeah, especially the past few years. The exclusive games are better and they always seem to get, I mean, I think of small games like Fall Guys that was particularly big on the the PC. PlayStation managed to get rights to start that on their console a whole year early and it's still Mm. not out on Xbox. Yeah. And by the time it comes out, it's passed. So what's the point? I've heard it's Um, delayed as well because it's it's meant to be coming to the Switch. And mm. I saw a post, I think it was yesterday actually, that's saying that it's it's been delayed. So PlayStation have got that for a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean... Xbox, they are pushing their cloud service gaming now and their subscription yeah. service, so their Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. So those figures that we've got, I think they, they're probably aware that they're going to be shorter. They're mm-hmm. looking at that subscription service. And also the cloud gaming, I think it's X Cloud Gaming they're looking at. Yes, they're, yeah. For things such as mobile phones. Yeah, and also you can play it on your phone. I think you, mm-hmm. you had a go at this, didn't you, where you can just use a standard Xbox controller and just play it directly from your phone. I don't think you need to have your Xbox on either. No, it's it's all it's all virtual. Wow, it's, yeah. As long as you've got a 5G service as well in London, it's quite easy. Mm. You, they still give you the joysticks and the buttons on your phone. 
Okay. Uh, so you can play without a controller. It's it's a nice little service. Whether it will develop or not, there is still the input lag. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I know recently they've also made their free to play games free without an Xbox Live subscription oh, yeah. service. I think that was the past few weeks. But again, yes. it's something PlayStation has been doing for a long time. So they are behind. Yeah. So that's all the kind of Fortnite, Rocket League, and Warzone. Mm. I think Call of Duty Warzone mm. is the um, free to play multiplayer. So yeah, it's tricky. It's hard to know what is worth paying for now for xbox i mean you've got all these other games that you you have to pay for multiplayer but mm. i mean as you said last time it's just finding time to play these games so if they're offering all these games that you can play for free i just don't know if it's worth paying for anymore yeah it leads quite nicely onto the switch because they've done well to chuck all these free-to-play games onto it i know they put apex legends recently which is a free-to-play game rocket mm -hmm. league's on there as well so i'll throw a little comparison in there with the switch um because i know we both have them and i thoroughly enjoy the console so i'm pretty certain you do as well yeah the first five months it sold 7.6 uh, 7.6 million units so effectively it's wow. outperforming the the playstation 5 is outperforming the switch at launch too but I think I could be wrong, but the Switch is, is, is miles above the rest. I think it's a great console. It's, it's very family-based. The games are interactive. And it's very different. It's hard to put them on the same comparison field. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, it's kind of um, because it's also portable as well, right? Like you, mm. can, pick, you can either dock it and play on your TV. Um, and I believe they upscale the resolution and textures and stuff when you have it docked. Or you can just yeah. take it with you wherever you go. But... Um, yeah, I love it. Me, me and my girlfriend play Animal Crossing all the mm. time on it. But um, we've had a massive issue with um, the joystick uh, sticking, whatever it's called, the drift on the joysticks. Yeah. But replacing those, it's like 60 quid a pop for getting yeah, a new controller for it. But, um, yeah, yeah we love the Switch. They've just got they've got a good variety of games, fun party games. You can play it with Forge, you can play it online. I mean, Mario Party Eight is something else I've been playing that I really enjoy. I play that with my partner as well. But if we, in my opinion, both the numbers for these console sales are really good for their own unique positions, mm. and I think it's definitely been buoyed by the increase in gaming over lockdown. Um, it's. I mean, over lockdown, beginning March last year, I think the first couple of months, it was great. I mean, it did become quite a novelty and wore off quickly, but it was literally, you were sat at home, you were either doing a puzzle where you're cooking or you were sat watching TV uh, or, or playing games, really. I mean, us, I remember us jumping on GTA Five every night and putting on an alien suit and just having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember whacking on those alien suits and just causing chaos in the lobbies, just running around. <laughs> you jump on with a load of mates, rack up the alien suit and just kind of, run around like causing chaos and you just rock up to someone and they just see all of you i think there was like a good 10 of us at one point in mm, this mm. in this one like truck and we just all jump out and start chasing after him and he's like yeah. what is going on and the traffic i think was reflected in games such as warzone because i think that was released around march april and mm. they had a big big problem with um traffic or numbers playing the game and it was very laggy to start yeah. with and i think that was as a, a part to do with the lockdown yeah. So a lot more people kind of entered the market, played games, and especially the fact that free-to-play games and, and BRs, a lot of them are free now. I think it would have helped with the sales of these consoles come September or November. Um, and it's especially considering the slow rollout of the units and the limited stock. Um, and you, like we've previously said, you still struggle to get one today. Yeah, I mean, it's, as you said, it's just scalpers, right? 
and you hear these people on the radio like the radio people and news presenters have got in contact with some of these scalpers and they're just they just don't care they don't care at all what other people um like how hard they're trying to get these other consoles it's outrageous i mean on the topic of scalp scalpers there's three main factors that i put it down to it would be coronavirus mm. the scalpers and the lack of chips and we'll touch yes. on each one scalpers in particular i remember there being absolutely outrageous prices for the playstation 5 yeah i think well over a thousand pound for the yeah. first month that you could rebuy one for on ebay or facebook marketplace or whatever i mean that's <laughs> silly money um, very and but they people jumped. will pay it right yeah. people will pay that mm. it's 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 frustrating for people that did want one yeah. um, and the coronavirus i think had an impact and there was a lot of slow shipments mm-hmm. um, empty factories where there was no workforce um and that's both after the release and pre-release yeah uh, but it's, uh, i mean i remember recently reading that do you remember the, the ship that blocked the the Suez, oh yeah Suez canal? what was it called it's, I don't know, but it, that also stopped a load of shipments coming through for, for yeah. May and, and April. And then if we also touch upon the lack of available chips, I know this is a problem for not just uh, video games companies, but all tech markets, and that includes mm-hmm. car manufacturers, because they were lacking the chips to, to, to build the, the processing and the computers for the cars. Mm. Tech companies like Samsung, I know it affected their latest handset stock. Um so those three factors really affected the hype and availability of these consoles. Yeah, t- touching on those the chips um, availability, I remember reading about um, Oculus were also struggling with that for their Oculus Quest Two headset that they were trying to bring out. They brought mm-hmm. um, they did a first like initial release, and then again it was months where you just couldn't get one because they were out of stock everywhere, and it just kind of feels like it's the same situation with these next gen consoles, mm. where they're either scalpers buying them and selling them off for thousands of pounds or they're just they just don't have any stock anywhere yeah and i, I think i do remember having an xbox series x in my basket but i did bottle it oh really um, i just i mean i just couldn't think of a real reason to get one and mm. i mean for an example of that would be the games now a lot of the games that i have time for or enjoy playing um work perfectly well on my xbox one um and that's including new releases of um Warzone and things like Fortnite and Rocket League. Um, and the new releases of FPSs and BRs, FIFA, etc., they don't have big enough selling points for me to warrant buying a new console. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, a lot of them are just reskinned and rebranded. Um, it just, there's, there's no reason for me to get one when I can play those games like Rocket League that are easy five minute short games that I can play with mates. And, and now there's there's no subscription fee on Xbox in particular, and even with PlayStation, why would I pay and fork out to get that console TV and, and the rest of it that comes with it? Yeah, exactly. And saying that about next-gen games, that there is one that I desperately wanted to play, but it just wouldn't run on my console, and that's Cyberpunk. And I know, <sighs> I know you were having the same frustration as well with the fact that it, it's been teased for so... I think... I, I think it's a good couple of years since yeah. that first like initial trailer got released, um, and it just could have been amazing, but it just got released in a really shoddy condition, like so many bugs, screen tearing, frame rate drops, and it's just. I believe I'm pretty sure it it, it was, but it was playable on like a PlayStation Four Pro and an Xbox Series X, uh, Xbox One X. Mm. So I was going to pick that up, but I just decided I'm just going to wait. I, I've got a friend who 
um, who's bought it and said that he regrets buying it just because of how bad it is to play, which is a shame. It was riddled with bugs. And I mm. saw some place that some PC gameplay on top end stuff that was still had bugs in it. It played yeah. well, better on PC and the new consoles. But those on the older gen consoles that couldn't get the new ones, the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, uh, was just incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the things that you touched upon, screen, screen tearing and frame rates, I mean, I'd only consider the stuff I saw a success in the early 2000s. It was really, <laughs> really bad. Really yeah. bad. Um, and I just can't see how how the games were probably rushed, in, rushed into release. I mean, mm. and it was probably an increased pressure on the Cyberpunk side because it was advertised exclusively for Xbox. I know you could play it on both, but the, I think a lot of the advertisement was pushed alongside Microsoft and Xbox. Yeah. And they probably had a significant increase in pressure when games uh, from the likes of Halo got postponed and they still haven't been released yet. No, um, I, don't, I, I don't know uh, what's happening about Halo, to be fair, because they released that first initial uh, teaser trailer and also gameplay footage, I think. Um, and I remember fans, like a backlash from fans just being like, this doesn't look next gen at all. Mm, mm. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm even trying to think about games that have been released recently. I know Outriders came out on both consoles. I've heard some really good reviews about that. Mm -hmm. I tried playing that on my Xbox One OG and it just wasn't too great. And I know there was a recent PlayStation 5 exclusive. That the cover was a, a woman in a spacesuit. Um, I think that's it might be Returnal. Mm, it's um, it. yeah, like a bullet hell game. Looks really cool, and I I feel like that could be a proper like next gen contender. I've heard some really really good reviews, and yeah. I think it's only been out for a couple of days. But I've heard some good stuff about that. But the the, the catalogue available for these games isn't great, in my opinion. And um, I don't have a console, so this is obviously still behind <laughs> bias. Um, and I mean, as a result of all of these kind of factors, I think we we both in the end went for a second-hand Xbox One X for the native resolution um, and the Series X enhanced games. Um, I mean, I remember things like Warzone were playable on the Xbox One, but there was a lot of kind of slow lobby um, glitching and then freezing, which has now been eradicated, and a lot of the games do look better. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got to say, after buying the Xbox One X, because I, I remember us talking about it, um, and I believe you, and also... Um, a couple of our other friends have picked up an Xbox One X as well. Um, but yeah, I kind of just jumped on the bandwagon, really. Because <laughs> mm. I was like, yeah, I, I do want something more powerful than what I've got at the moment. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to have that kind of like 4K native capability and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I wanted that 4K native to just to look a bit smoother. Yeah. But I didn't want to fork out on a 120 hertz screen. <laughs> I do have a cheap 4K TV. TVs are bloody expensive nowadays. Yeah, right. Um, I wanted newer games that I'd bought more recently, such as Warzone to run smoother so there wasn't lag in menus. Mm -hmm. um, in hindsight, I possibly would have gone for an Xbox Series S because I know they do upscaling. Um, and it, it, it's, I think it was 250 pounds. That's the, if I'm right. that's the digital only, right? Not the yeah, CD. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the, I do like the idea of that, but I just love physical copies of things. Like yeah, I've got yeah. a big bookshelf in the lounge where it's just, you see all of my games and it is kind of sad how many, how many I've got. But um, yeah, I just, I'd hate to, I'd hate to not be able to play those games anymore. Yeah, but, um, it was a big off-put for me because I'm the same. I do like having the hard copies. Yeah, um, it's it's for fifty pounds cheaper. I think I thought it was probably around two hundred pounds for a, uh, the second-hand Series X. Uh -huh. 
Um, but that stock was also low. It was hard to get hold of. Yeah. Um, in the end, I just went for it. But um, do I see myself getting a next-gen console? Probably in, in a year's time or something like that. I mean, right now for me, it's not the top of my list. And again, one of the main reasons we started this this podcast is because we don't have the time that we used to to put kind of a shift in on these games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I likewise, I will probably get one at some point, but it's it's not a priority at the moment. And as you said, just don't have the time at all. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's all the things that come with it, including the TV, the time, and the new games. I don't know what how expensive they are now, but, and the size of the things as well. I mean, I look at my Xbox One X and it's a decent size now compared it's to tiny. the original Xbox. Yeah, it's good. Com- it is yeah, good. in comparison to the, the Xbox One, like the original Xbox One, it's tiny. When I got mm. mine, I kind of compared it side by side and it's tiny. Mm. I'm hoping in a year or so's time there, there might be hints of the, the mid-range consoles and if they're smaller I might get them because yeah. I think the size of the Series X is quite a thick boy I think the PlayStation 5 is a really tall boy Yeah, I know it boy. goes sideways but it's it just, it just puts me off so I think I would get one eventually but the, the pricing all of the kit that you need with it and stuff like that um, at the end of the day it's just not worth it for me at the moment yeah, um, obviously this is this is all opinions only. Mm. Um, we will we'll, we'll stop the chat about next gen gaming there. I'll um I'll bring David in for your rating of your Scotch coffee. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I love coffee, love whiskey, so it both combined together is a good shout, and <laughs> a great way to start the day off. Um, <laughs> the whiskey itself is quite like sweet. Mm. It's quite sweet, mm. and there's like a lot of flavour with it, kind of like maple syrupy. But um, mm. yeah, it just makes it really easy to drink. So yeah, t- ten out of ten, I would drink again, absolutely. Uh, nice. What about yours? Oh, it was great. This is Burmore. Is <laughs> twelve years is one of my favourites. It's got quite an initial honeyed flavour, uh, a hint of vanilla, and it gets quite smoky and peaty on the palate. Mm. Overall, I'd say it's quite smoky. A bit of fruit zest in there. Um, also, I want to use the word coastal. Coastal, very nice. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of that sea kind of scent to it. <laughs> again, again it's, it's one of my favourite um, Scotch whiskies, so I'll put it up there with you on a 9 or a 10. I'll have to check that out. I want to I want to kind of expand my range of whiskies that I've got. I've got a couple. I've got um, a nice Ouch and Toshin that um, you got me into the very first lot. So, um, yeah, one of these cool. podcasts, I'll bring one of those on. Yeah, next episode. Well, you'll have a, you'll have a oh, backlog yeah. of whiskies to be testing by the end of this year, at least. Oh, yeah. We'll, um, <laughs> we'll round it off there. And be sure to follow us on Instagram now. We're trying to be as active as we can there, at On Our Level. Um, we are on Twitter as well. We're getting that all set up. And we'll post regularly, trying to post some polls, ask some questions and suggestions from you guys, the listeners. Uh, but I've been Sam. And I've been David. Take it easy, because you're, you're now on our level. <laughs>